Welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Lions podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons. Welcome back, guys. It's starting to warm up out there in this beautiful state of ours. Uh, yeah, you can't ask for better days, really, can you? Uh, personally, I've been decorating the house with lots of Christmas lights. Uh, just call me Mr. Griswold. I love this time of year and I love decorating the house and uh, seeing the smiles and all the kids' faces as they go past the house. A lot of hard work goes into it, but yeah, originally it started off for niece and nephew, but now it's just for me. I just love getting out there and doing that. Been getting my application ready for uni and we'll be starting my social work bachelor in February next year so that's something to look forward to. My diploma that I uh, completed early on this year will take a year off that so I'll only have a bit over two years before I'm qualified. And what else? Don't forget to enter the Everyday Lions and Tax Centre Great Train Race. Entries are now open. It's $10 for kids and $30 for adults. It'll be run on a beautiful course, leaving the Don River Railway Station and heading out to Coles Beach and return. If you run along that track, you know how beautiful it is. So don't miss out on that. There'll be prizes for the first three, as well as plenty of random draw prizes as well at the end of the race. And stay around for a discount price on the train if you were a competitor. Also, a big shout out to Bernie Soulmates. We've probably left it just to Devonport uh, in advertising group runs, but I do forget Bernie Soulmates. So here we go. On Monday mornings, they leave at 6.15am from Live At. On a Wednesday, they meet at 5.45pm for a 6pm start at the Bernie Yacht Club. And on Friday, uh, check out the socials on the Bernie on the uh, Soulmates page on a Friday night at 6pm uh, for details about that every Friday. It'll usually be posted Thursday, so keep an eye out for that one. Also, the Launceston Running Festival was on the weekend just gone. I unfortunately didn't go down for the day, but I had a number of athletes who ran in this event. And yeah, I had lots of personal bests. I think seven, eight, nine personal bests, which is pretty awesome. And uh, as good as a personal best is, what I'm really proud of most is the inclusive environment that I've created and the friendships that have been made along the way. Uh, if you want to be part of the Everyday Lions Pride, you can go to www.everydaylions.org and check out our group training, which is on a Monday, Tuesday and Thursday in Denport and Alberston, or check out our eight-week, 12-week, 16-week and yearly programs at affordable prices. If you'd love to join the Pride, we would love to have you. Okay, to this week's guest. This week's guest is Amy Lamprich. She's going to kill me with that name. I still can't pronounce that name. Anyway, Amy is a trail runner and lives in Launceston. She has won the Ultra Trail Australia 100km race earlier this year and has represented Australia at the 2016 World Trail Running titles, placing 66th position. 
She ran from Devonport to Dover along the Tassie Trail run. If you've run that trail, it's beautiful. This was just a bucket list goal for her. It wasn't a race, it was something that she just wanted to do. And along with her partner, Jonathan Claridge, they started Ultra Train, uh, which is an organization where they have group runs as well, and they organize a few races. Uh, a race you'd probably be familiar with is the Triple Top Mountain Run. I really appreciated Amy's time. Uh, if you did enjoy this podcast, please reach out to Amy. Uh, I was just really, really interesting. I'm not a trail runner. I love the roads, so for me, I learn a few things. And yeah, until next time, this has been the Everyday Lions podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons, and here's Amy. Welcome to the Everyday Lions podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons. Today we have Amy Lamprich. Pritch. How do you how do you pronounce that name anyway? Can you help me there, Amy? It's Lamprich. Okay, Amy Lamprich, how are you today? Good, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. How's your day look today? Today, uh park run and work today. Yeah, yep. so I've been at the running company today. Oh, mm. great, great. And that is your usual job that you do? On a Saturday, yep. <laughs> yep, <laughs> great, fantastic. And so you just ran park run, you just did, did the 5K? Yes, yeah. Yep. And did you want to tell the listeners a little bit about your journey last Friday, even the Friday before, and what race you went in and, and how the recovery is going for that? Yeah, so last Friday was Coast Kosciuszko, the 240k from Eden to the top of Mount Kosciuszko, um, which is a really long way, it seems. And uh, yeah, recovery's going all right. Look, I'm, I'm really tired, I have to admit, I'm tired. But running, I still feel like running. I just feel like running slow. Yeah. <laughs> which is nice, yeah. And you, you say you're tired. Um, I suppose what I want to ask is what goes through your head when you're running for that long and going over that sort of terrain and um, is there downhill as well? Was there downhill in that race? There is a little, but it's it's mostly, uh, obviously it's from the lowest point in Australia to the highest point in Australia. So it's typically, it's a hill luckily because I'm not really a road runner and it's mostly bitumen and gravel so there were some downhill sections but not too much so not too much jarring yeah and what was your official place in that race um fifth overall and second female yeah awesome and did it did it pay well did you get a nice trophy for your efforts <laughs> get a lovely akubra um yeah, <laughs> yeah no they don't really do prizes in this kind of race it's just about you know getting there so yeah Oh, amazing. Yeah, that's cool. And since we are talking about the running, how did you actually get into running? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was a swimmer and I did some weightlifting and I used to just jog for general fitness and to keep weight down and whatnot and um, started doing triathlons. 
and it just kind of escalated from there. Yeah. And would you call yourself a natural runner or was it something that you really had to work at? No, I'm most definitely not a natural runner. Um, if anyone who knows me, I'm short and stocky, but I'm not a runner. Um, and speed has never been my thing. So it just seemed that I could long distance. I really enjoyed and I had a bit of a knack for it and then throw a couple of mountains in and I'm kind of, I'm all good. So, yeah. Yeah. So you like the longer stuff straight away. It was, that was your, you found your niche there. Yeah, I think so. I did a couple of sprint triathlons and then just instantly went to Ironman. I kind of bypassed that half Ironman, half marathon, all of that. Just went straight Ironman and loved it. And it just, yeah, just stuck with long since then. Yeah, great, great. And um, what does your typical week look like at the moment? Probably before this race happening is probably the better question. Um, So probably not as much training as most people would expect i do i mean because i'm i'm you know over 40 i'm getting a bit older i can't do too much on bitumen or too much speed or you know and not being a natural runner that kind of thing just leaves me injured so um i do you know once every three weeks i do a, a long week where i just i'm just knocking out really easy k's on whatever terrain it was a lot of bitumen this time and then the in-between two weeks, I do shorter, more focused sort of speed work or field work. And, and I do a lot of strength training because I find that that helps with the longer. Okay. And how long are we talking? What's your longest you'd probably go? Longest week or? Um, um, so the longest yeah. week. Yeah. Longest week I did in the lead up to this one was two, 200K or I touched over 200K. Um, and that's a really big week for me. I wouldn't normally go that far. I just tend to, in the long week, I do, you know, I have a set time or a set distance and I do that every day. I don't do really long runs. They, they wear me out too much um, to have to recover from. Yeah, interesting. Because I, uh, yeah, I would have thought you probably would have done a little bit more mileage. So that's interesting. Mm. And do you think that's because you have been running for so long now that um, it's sort of built up? So you can. Yeah, I think so to a degree. I also think that we we um, possibly, particularly with the ultra, we think we need to. I mean, you can't train for two hundred and forty k. You can't go out and you know knock out hundred k days or whatever you might think you need to do. Um, yeah. That's just not practical and it doesn't work. I think it, a lot of it just comes down to, you know, have you got your head in it? Are you prepared to put yourself through it? Yeah, and what does go through your head when you're? Uh... Panning the pavement. <laughs> Other than, oh, this hurts. What am I doing? <laughs> Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I um, just can't. Yeah. And do you, your nutrition during something of this magnitude, that must be one of the most important things, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'd say it is, but it, it's so hard to, um, like, I can never go into one of these with a plan because you don't know what the weather's going to be like and we don't know how I'm going to react to, you know, the elements is the thing. And with this one, you know, during that first day, it was 39 degrees and I wasn't prepared for that. So anything that I had in my head that, you know, I was expecting 24 degrees, I'd probably eat some potatoes, maybe have the odd gel and some lots. I mean, that all went out the window because I couldn't, I couldn't eat properly so you've just got to be prepared to you know 
take whatever you can swallow, um, which just happened to be some watermelon. Um, you know, I probably drank too much electrolytes. It was just whatever it was. And then when I get to that point where I am able to eat, have a big feed and then try and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And did you have anything where you needed to take any pain relief or anything like that? Because I know it was fairly hot for you from what from following Facebook um, posts and that, and that sort of thing. Did you take some pain relief? I did, yeah. I probably had, I think I might have had four Panadol um, in the first probably 100 cages because of the bitumen and the undulation of that first section. Uh, I've already got bad hits. And I, I've been kind of having this niggly knee that was really getting painful, so I did take some Panadol. Yeah, great. And you found that worked? Yeah. We're back on board? Uh, look, take the edge <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, amazing. And I know that over the years you've had a bit of a crack at the Ultra Trail Australia 100-kilometre race. Did you want to expand on that for me a little bit the first time you did that yeah. race and and what's happened to eventually what happened recently yeah okay so the first time i did it it was a dnf i had a broken foot so that was that was out um second time i did it i think maybe it was okay i didn't it wasn't a good race but it was okay it was maybe fourth or fifth i can't remember now um and then following year another dnf um, it's just one of the, it's not a nice run. Like it's just, it's yeah. really unpleasant. Did you want to expand um, actually on the run itself? So people who are listening in thinking, what is this race all about? Yeah. So a hundred K through the blue mountains and what it's a lot of, um, undulating fire road, uh, gravel road. Um, there is a beautiful trail section of about 30 K, um, in the blue mountains and just a lot of stairs. So long grinding stair climbs and descents um so you can imagine you're kind of up for you know you're doing an hour of up and down stairs and then suddenly you're on a, a gravel section and it's just painful and it just did my head in every year so. <laughs> and and what made you go back every year <laughs> every year because like I didn't want it to beat me. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted yeah. to come out. I knew I could do better. I was like, I've just got to get my head in it and do a bit better, stop giving up. Yeah. yeah. And was that a thing? I think, like, I know I'm not a trial runner. I hate trial. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have so much respect for anyone who runs trial because a different beast. Was that something, like, I know when I run 42K, you learn something each time. Is that what you were finding, that you were learning how to descend a bit better or how to climb the steps a bit better? Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's learning when to go and when to hold back and you know, which sections to pace and and um yeah, that kind of thing. Uh every time you learn something new. Yeah. yeah. And you finally cracked the big win. Mm. How yeah, that? finally. Yeah. It was really good and I knew it like, I knew it before I started. My yeah. head was in it. I was like, Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm gonna get it this time. Brilliant. So, and so I didn't, that whole run was just, there was no thought of stopping or anything. It was just get to the finish. So it was a great run. Yeah. And did you know a fair way out too? Because you had a bit of a buffer. I, I was following the journey that day and watching your splits come through. I think you had a good 20 odd minutes, didn't you, by the end? 
Yeah, actually, I think it ended up about an hour. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I just had really good back pain, so, yeah. Great. And, well, before COVID fit, was that was that like a leading event to, to a world championships too? Was that? Um, no, I was – there was thought of trying to get to um, UTMB, which I hadn't quite qualified for, but I'd qualified for – uh ccc i think was the one so about 130k um in chimney france yeah um but yeah covid and so i don't know it's still it's still kind of utmb is still on my list as something that i really want to do but eventually yeah cool and you've been overseas a few times to race some trails did you want to um expand on that as well uh well really i mean i've New Zealand and, and Portugal, I went for world championships in 2016 um, and, yeah, just had a disaster of a race. It uh, ended up really dehydrated and, and I was sick for quite a few months after that. So um, an experience, but, yeah, just a disaster of a race. The heat was just unbearable. I'm just, man, just can't deal. <laughs> just can't deal with yeah. the heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you have plans again to, 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 to represent your country? Is that something that... Like uh, look, I'm not I'm not really fussed. I'm kind of getting a bit older now and I've just got all these other things that I, I want to do, you know, yeah. just routes in my head that I want to go and run. So whether it's a race or not, I don't really care. Yeah. Because yeah. someone looking in, it feels like you've had the last two or three years has been your most successful. Would you, would you say you're at your peak now? Would that be... It's funny because no, I think I think my peak was actually kind of between 2014 and 2016, but at the time I just didn't have I just didn't have the time, didn't have the expendable cash to go and do all these races. So now I'm doing them. I'm kind of always oh, had I done it back then, it would have been I was fitter. But yeah, yeah I mean it is what it is. So, still, yeah. still amazing. Yeah, still amazing achievements and something you should be super proud of. It's uh. I don't know, it's like it's awesome to watch the journey. I know I get excited whenever you're us, so. Oh, thank you. It's no nice worries. to have people watching, actually. I didn't realise until I oh, like, I don't really check Facebook that much and Jono and Bev were all over it. With, yeah, it was know, brilliant. It felt like I was there. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, earlier, I think it was earlier this year, you ran from Devonport to Dover. Was that to do with COVID and, and nothing being on? Was that something that you... Oh, no, that was just bucket list. Oh, bucket list was <laughs> Just oh, bucket great. list stuff. Yeah. Oh, like, I just really wanted to do, yeah. to do that. And um, and we just had this little window of time. We went, well, let's just go do that. That'll be, that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great. No, that's mm. cool. Um, I've often, I think I've run little bits of that course. Does it go, is it, is it Beulah? Do they do the trail, like it's forestry trails as well? I suppose it's a long way. Yeah. It's a bit of everything. It's a real, real mix. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. And so you and your partner, Jono, launched Ultra Train. Did you want to tell us a little yeah. bit about this and what, and what sort of journey you guys are on and what direction you're looking to take this as well? Yeah, so we're just like we're mag keen trail runners and so we're just um, – trying to encourage people to get out and to get trail running and I know that with road running trail running road running is so different aren't they with road running people are you know focusing on time and 
as we get older or whatever, we can't really focus on time because you can't do what you did when you were 20. And so a lot of people kind of come to trail running because it gives you something else to focus on. You know, you might get better at descending, you might get better at uphill, or you might just enjoy your time out, outside, out in the bush, running around the bush and meeting different people or running with friends. And so that's, that's kind of what Old Train is about, just, you know, helping people get into trail running and kind of experience well, what, what we do and what we love doing. And, and um, yeah, just kind of building up that, that aspect of, of running on trail. Great. And you do uh, group, group coaching and you've got a few races as well? Yeah, so we've got triple tops um, now, which Lions had for 20, 20, how long? 26 years. So we've had it for the last few years, which is great because it's, it's my all-time favourite race. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> to be able to kind of keep an eye on that one is great. Um, and then we help out with the rail trail, run and ride in Scottsdale. Um, we did have the Lonnie Marathon and something else like that. Traffic, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just got a bit a bit much for us, and we really wanted to concentrate on triple tops. So we we're now just triple tops and helping out with the rail trail, and you know maybe we'll do some um, smaller kind of uh, trail races around the north, um, and we do a bit of tours. So we do take some running tours around the state, sort of take people to different areas. Fantastic, and we're so lucky, aren't we? We've got so many beautiful trails and places to run so it's endless for you guys that that you know you could take him anywhere and you guys uh yeah. did your level... different yeah <laughs> and you guys did your level one recreational course yeah. same the same course i did yeah uh how are you finding the coaching is that something you want to do more of and expand on that yeah, I, I love coaching. I kind of, the rec running course was really sort of road based, um, which is fine. It was, it was good course. I really like to sort of, trail running about things. So yeah. it's a whole different kettle of fish, you know. Um, so we'd like to expand more into that in the future. But yeah, yeah, no, it was a great course. Yeah. Yeah, great. And there's nothing better, is there, when you've uh, when you when you take a runner or whatever goal they've got, and and you help them or give them a few tips along the way. Have you found that that's been a whole different experience as well? Like individuals, great, but it's so much. I don't know. Like for me, I've found it awesome, just as good as any PB that I've run. Have you, have oh, you found yeah. that as well? Yeah, yeah. It's good when when one of yeah, when one of ours gets a PB, and particularly when people realise they can do something that they actually didn't think that they could do, and suddenly they've had this realisation of, oh, actually, yeah, I can do that. I wish I had known I could do that before. And, and yeah, just, you know, our goal is always to to have happy runners. We just want them to be happy regardless of how fast or slow they are, so long as they're happy with what they're doing. So, yeah, and that's a really good feeling. Perfect. And I think with Strava, I mean, it doesn't help with things because everyone's so focused, not everyone, but a lot of people are focused on time and I've got to hit this, I've got to hit that and I've got to run such a distance and I don't think that helps people in their running journey sometimes and they're always in a hurry to run longer events and they're not willing to have the patience to to uh, enjoy the whole journey itself. Have you found that as well? Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's not it's not even about the race, is it? Sometimes it's about getting to the race. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, that whole process is, is really enjoyable. And for me, I find the process of getting to the race really enjoyable. So I'm sure that others do too. And so that's that's nice as well. Yeah, great, great. And you mentioned that you work at the running company. How's this? Do you uh do you get all the the fandangle trail shoes that come in and <laughs> yeah, so so I work at, at the running company and at Find Your Feet. So best oh, do you really? Yeah, wow. Get all the great shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, do they help you out? Yeah, yeah, of course they do. They're great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you want to give them a plug? So they. <laughs> <laughs> the running company in Launceston. Yes, Mike's got all the great road running shoes. If you want a carbon plated something that'll make you super fast, go there. And yeah. in terms of carrying <laughs> just, yeah, I spend my wage at Find Your Feet because, I mean, this gear is amazing. Trail running gear junkie. So if you're into your trail running, that is the place to go. Yeah. And I'm sure people uh, get the retail experience too when they when, when, when you serve them because there's nothing worse when you go to a shoe store and someone hasn't got any idea what they're talking about. So <laughs> I'm sure customers true, are lucky. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Great. Right. And your body, you talked about how you're getting older. And mm-hmm. just before we recorded this podcast, um, you said that you've got a bit of a, a niggle happening at the moment. What does your recovery look like post-event? You know, you ran 250Ks last Friday. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, first up, straight straight to my physio or my my wonderful masseuse who just kind of gets in there and and pokes around and and loosens it up and you know and once she's done I sort of know what's hurting and what's just tight or if I've done an injury um and then yeah I try I try and keep moving because I find that joints and particularly if I run on road so my joints were all swollen um my knees were swollen my ankles were quite swollen um, my hips really hurt. I always have some hip problems and lower back and I'm sure a lot of other people are going, oh, yeah, I feel that too. So um, just to keep the joints moving and to try and drink a lot of water and keep the joints lubricated and all of that kind of thing. And and the other thing I do is I eat a lot. So, you know, and try and eat a lot of, I always think, really colourful foods, you know, blueberries, beetroot, you know, really bright vegetables and just if I'm hungry, I just I eat um an absolute ton of food you wouldn't imagine and um yeah just I I don't agree with just stopping and doing nothing I think you've got to keep everything moving so I have still been running this week so I didn't run for a couple of days I just went out walking I've been for a bike ride um and next week because I've got so I'll do cradle the the overland track run in about eight weeks time um so I will probably start another training block next week but I'll start it really gently with just some aerobic type an aerobic week um and then kind of go from there and see how I feel okay great mm-hmm. and your strength training you even mentioned this before we recorded as well what does this look like for you and what are some key exercises that you know you have to do in preparation for race and if you don't do them you know you could potentially get injured Yeah, so I, I mean, I have a few exercises that I do pretty religiously 
almost every day. When I'm really good, I do them every day after a run, you know, uh, a plank, um, some shoulder bridging and, and just some glute extension type exercises just for my hips. They tend to open up my hips and then I do some hip mobility exercises. Um, and really, it's only like five or ten minutes every day after a run. I do those um, yeah, that type of thing. And then a couple of times a week um, in the gym and I will lift reasonably lightweight, so do some light plyometrics, things like that. Um, nothing excessive, but yeah. just enough to keep me strong. Um, and I do a lot of balance work when I'm in the gym. So, you know, single leg, squats on the BOSU ball, that kind of thing, just because with trail running, um, you know, ankles go over really easily, so we need to keep those strong stability muscles, so all that kind of thing as well. So probably time commitment total per week, maybe three hours of strength training. Yeah, so about three times a week or something, two, two, three times a week? Yeah, two times in the gym and then something, yeah, like every day, cool work. Yeah, great. And you mentioned a few superfoods there, beetroot and something else, I think it was blueberries. What is your favourite food? Blueberries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, all of it. Um, potatoes. Yeah. Potatoes. I eat a ton of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and if you craved anything, like after races, do you get like, oh my god, I need KFC or something like that? Oh, ice cream. Yeah. Okay. Ice cream. And uh, sometimes, sorry to all the vegetarians, like <laughs> meat lamb chops yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fish <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing i think you just need the protein um cheese oh, love cheese wine always yeah great um, yeah and how do you celebrate um do you do you see you know let your hair go and 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 have a few drinks afterwards or you buy yourself something nice or you have a week off well, you probably don't have a week I, I'm off. always celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I, oh, look, every, every day is a celebration. Yeah, life's too short, isn't it? Never not. No, it is. So no, I I don't deprive myself of enjoyable things for a race. So um, I think the guy even gave me a, a sip of wine. Yeah. While I was racing, yeah. yeah, wow, yeah, just needed something nice to pick me up. <laughs> ah, makes sense, makes sense. <laughs> the, and this next question, this is uh, actually from my partner. <laughs> she wants to know: um, Can anyone do an ultra with the right amount of preparation? Sorry, I missed that. Um, can anyone do an ultra with the right amount of preparation? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yep. definitely. Um, we've had guys in our group do ultras who never thought they could do it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think not just preparation, but having the right mindset if you if you really want to do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I would have said that too. I think the mindset, having someone believing in you and and knowing, just being told. I think that's as simple as that. Yeah, I think. I think with a lot of people, uh, their heads are what stops them. And I, I've never had that thought of, geez, that's a long way. I don't think I can do that. I always have that thought of, geez, that's a long way. I reckon I can get there. Do you yeah. know? So it's just knowing before you start that you're going to make it. And if, yeah. if you say to yourself, oh, geez, I don't think I can do it. Well, you probably won't. You know? So, yeah. yeah. It's all in your head. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Totally agree with that. And 
Is that what you do? Like, I keep on um, going back to the big race just gone. But did you say, all right, I've got to get to the next town or did you count kilometres or count just stations along the way? Hello. Hello, you there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll ask that back. question again. Yeah, did yeah. you hear that question? No, I didn't. Sorry, froze up. Um, well, I think, yeah, so when you're, when you're doing your race and, you know, it's 250K, do you, do you think each segment along the way or do you break it up within stations or? Yeah, look, I'd break it up. Break it up usually uh, depends on into towns or yeah distance. Um, I know that towards the end of this race, I was breaking it up into you know two hundred meter. Okay, I've had yeah. enough. But yeah, yeah just Fair break down. I'll just get to here, and then when I get there, I'll just get to there. You know, yeah, just break and, it down your head so you're not thinking too far ahead. Yeah, and I read that you had a bit of a sleep and you felt better after having a bit of a cat nap, is that is that like a last resort type thing or is that a usual affair? Look, it's the first time I've ever done like a full overnighter um, and I didn't, and I guess being exhausted from that heat earlier in the day too, I wished I'd have slept hours beforehand because I wasted so much time when if I just had that nap, after I had that nap, I felt so much better and off I went again but I just kept thinking oh you'll waste time if you have a sleep now just keep moving and I was moving so slowly that I ended up I think I I'd have been an hour better off had I had that nap three hours beforehand I just yeah, yeah. wasted the time so it was well worth having the nap and I would definitely have have a sleep again knowing what I know now yeah wow um no, I just can't. I can't imagine wanting to run that that long. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure most people have a nap. God, I'll have a nap <laughs> after 30k. Uh, <laughs> um, but <laughs> so do you do you change your shoes as well? Is this something like I've read some people change their shoes and their socks and and even put a fresh top on? Is that something that you do? Yeah, I think I had three changes of clothes actually because um, I really stunk. But um, yeah. <laughs> there's no toilets either, so I sort of pissed on my feet as well, and they were pretty yeah. smelly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, that yeah, was my next question: was uh, was the toilet side of things? Well, you know, if you need to go, you just go, I guess. It's kind of just on the side of the road. I was just trying to make sure there were no other crew cars around and no other runners because men just like you just piss anywhere, <laughs> and we're kind of oh, we need a tree, and we got to hide behind a tree. And not only that, the grass was really long, and I was like, God, what if I sit on a snake? You know, yeah. a lot of dead snakes go, and it's really bad. So, yeah, just in the end, you get to a point where you just don't care and you go anywhere. You just go, well, I've got to, I've got to go now. I'm just going to go now on the side of the road and just go because yeah. you don't want to hold. Hmm. Not only that, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you said, you're probably in this headspace where oh, it doesn't matter anymore. Who cares? Like cars going past 100 k's an hour anyway. So Yeah, you're so right. I was even, you know. There's nowhere to get changed. We're on the side of the road and I'm just getting changed. Everything, you know, underwear. And you just you just don't care. It's like yeah. childbirth. You're going, well, I don't care who sees what at yeah. this point. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so you had two extremes. You had, it was really hot. And then as you climbed up to Kosciuszko, it was quite windy, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really windy. Mm. And and how did you did you just crouch over mm. a little bit? Is that what you did to try and face the wind a little bit more, or did you try uh, and get me yeah, on the runner? Yeah, No, well, John was my runner, and he's too small. He was useless. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he's um, yeah, no, I just had my poles, and we were just shaking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dead. But, yeah, no, I just had my poles and just tried to push through it. Um, I think I got blown over twice on the top. And we went to take the photo at the very summit. You've got to take the photo at the summit. And I just figured, I'm just going to hold on to it. You take the photo quick and I'm, I've got to get down. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to fall over again. So it was ridiculous. And then afterwards, of course, um, so many runners. I think there were only 13 of us that got to summit because um, the weather after that cut up too bad and they, they didn't get to go up. It was just, yeah, horrendous. Yeah, wow. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so envious, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it. Maybe maybe that's your next thing. No, no, no way. <laughs> oh. It's on road. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so looking towards the future, what, what are some events that on your bucket list that you'd like to achieve yeah so as I said UTMB I'd really like to go and do that run that's that's one on the list I mean there's other there's ridiculous things you see like the Barclay Marathon I don't think it sits in the back of my head I don't know if I want to do that I don't know if you know anything about the Barclay Marathon yeah yeah did you want to tell the listeners a little bit about Barclay that don't know I absolutely love that documentary and I I don't like trial running but I love that documentary yeah, so it's the guy, he just makes the route, um, you, it's horrendous route, um, it can go anywhere and it's pretty much, you've got a time frame, I think, Jono, is the... 24 hours, you know, is the it? Time frame. It, might be, it might be 24 yeah. or 48 hours to get yeah. a certain amount of laps, um, but the laps are horrendous, they're, you know, through... Uh, trails that aren't trails and you've got to navigate your way around and you know it it changes and you've got to pick a certain page out of the book so you've got to have your wits to get the right the right page and take it back and do your next (laughs) it's just google it and watch the doco like I say the bustling marathons it's just ridiculous but it looks like I wouldn't say fun but it looks like you know maybe if you could have a crack and maybe get around one lap possibly if I could navigate yeah. Um. <laughs> no, but, but it looks yeah. amazing. But even like the entry process, it's not like your old school official entry. There's like secret ways you find out to enter and then you've got to write this big letter and then bring a number plate along yeah, from, number from plate. the state. It's brilliant. I love it. I reckon it's so good. But like the guy who runs it just so Yeah, quirky, yeah, no, I cool. think what a character, hey, and I think he still starts it with a cigarette, which is, you know, runs don't smoke, but it's so <laughs> Something yeah. to laugh at. Yeah. <laughs> Have you so got anything else that you'd like to do? Um, uh, look, always, I think somebody's been, somebody sort of put the idea of Ultraman into my head and I thought, oh, that might be all right, but we'll see. Jono's rolling his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't like bike riding that much, but you never know. Um, but other than that, there's just kind of like routes in Tassie that I've been wanting to to do that I think I'll probably throughout the year throughout the next few years go and do these you know like the Tassie Trail there's a few 
two places that I'd like to run. Um, go and do things like that. It's a bit of fun. Sounds great. And we've uh, we talked about Jono a few times. He's come up in the conversation. What support has he been for you in this whole journey? And, and yeah, do you mean just the last race or the whole way through? Just, yeah, he just everything. Himself, um, the yeah. Last few, yeah. So the last few years, Jono's been mainly, like, he's been largely support crew. And I've always had a fantastic support crew, my good friend, Bev. Um, Alan, Jono and Tim came with me and they've they've done quite a lot with me in the past as well but Jono's been unable to sort of train properly um, just because of work commitments and time and, and everything he's got going on so he's sort of hoping now we're sort of thinking it's his turn so maybe you know he's got a few changes coming up in the future which are really exciting and he'll have more time to, to train um, so he's sort of hoping to, that he can now get out and do a do a few things, you know, maybe chase that marathon PB, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe go to Coast Cozy himself. I know he'd love to do it. Um, yeah, just basically the things that we've been doing, he wants to do them too and just to have the time to train. Yeah, so, yeah. great. And my partner's a runner as well. Do you guys run together? Do you find that when you have time and it's possible, do you guys like running together? Because sometimes I hate running with uh, my partner, Amy. She complains too much. So it does my head in. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, Jono complains too. Yeah. No, no. Sometimes, oh, sometimes I like running with Jono, but we fight like cat and dog. Yeah, sometimes it's yeah. long. And it, we, we did a race here. We were doing the Buffalo Stampede as a Grand Slam a couple of years ago. And, and I said, oh, I've got to we'll run together and it'll be nice. And we were running with a group of other runners and, we're on the second day of the 75k, pretty horrendous run, and the weather was just rotten. Like it was minus seven, it was bad. And I, we got to this point, and I was getting a bit cranky with Johnny. His back was hurting. Like I do down a little bit better. His back was hurting, so I've come down better than he has. And like we've got different strengths and weaknesses on that yeah. kind of terrain. We just had a balmy in the middle of the road um, <laughs> for months in the middle of the road in this little town sort of in between and all the runners around us, they just scattered and they were gone. Like, yeah, because we were just standing there <laughs> screaming at one another um, and the rest of the race was silent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know that. Well, I've, I've been on a few runs where it's been a bit silent and you just know not to talk. It's all right. We're not having a good day. We'll just, we'll just get it done and that's it. <laughs> but I guess that's all part of it though, isn't it? Because sometimes you're in your own journey and you're fighting your own demons or whatever and if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it when it's a long run. It's, it can be hard. So. Yeah, that's true. And it's the same for crewing as well. I always say to people, no, you can't have your family crew for you. Jono's always there, but he's, he's often – in the background so um if you're going to yell at someone if i'm going to yell at someone i'm going to yell at him yeah so he tends to and you don't want to do that and also if, if i'm going to wuss out he's going to let me wuss out because you don't want to see your partner in that sort of pain do you or your, no. your son or your mum or whoever it might be so we always say to people you know if, if you've got family crewing it's not a good idea yeah. you don't get your friends to do it or get somebody who's going to be a bit of tough love yeah yeah no, that's yeah, yeah, it's a fine line. That's what I'm mm. finding recently is not overstepping that, but it's all part of the fun, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> and do you write your own programs at the moment, or does Jono help with that as well? Or are you 
sort of because you've been running long enough now to know a fair fair bit. Yeah, I, I do write my own programs, and over the years, I've kind of I figured out along the way what sort of works for me, particularly as I get older, because I can't I can't train the way I did when I was younger. It's not practical now. So, yeah, I have a, a very specific way that I like to train um, for an ultra, and I don't do the aid anymore. I just if I've got one coming up, that's what I do. So, yeah. yeah, if it's not broken, don't need to fix it, and it seems to be working. So that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. And. Some role models that you really look up to, uh, they can be sport or life as well. Gosh, sport. I think, I think the reason I started ultra running was because of Jackie Guy. So she, she's my all-time all um, motivator. I, I love Jackie. She's still running and I want to still be running. And in terms of, yeah, other runners, it is those guys that go, that are still going, you know, um, those guys that do the overland track every year, Richard pick up and you know, I just kind of look at those guys and I think, yeah, I want to be, I want to be you. <laughs> so yeah. I want to keep going for as long as I can. And, and they do it so well, you know. Yeah. Just tough. So they're sort of the people I look up to, um, sport wise. People um, wise, I mean, I just, I've, I've been lucky enough to be. I, I don't. I probably don't tend to look at celebrity type. But just people around me, you know, I've got some really good friends who are, I think, looking to people who are older than you, a little bit smarter and kind of just taking from from people who are, are close. Yeah. 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 You're dead set right, I think, um, when you first start running. I think you think you know it all, but you don't. And I think once you think you know it all, you're in trouble. So you, you'll always learn something new along the way and someone will always know, always know something that you don't know and, I don't know about yeah. you, but I like to sponge and take a bit off everyone because it helps you in the end. Oh, yeah, exactly. Everyone everyone learns something, don't they? And they've all got something to tell you. It doesn't matter how long or, you know, how many they are through it. They've, they've all got something. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And some values in your life. What are some things that you value? Um. So I suppose just... I, Experiences. I think some people always say this to us like we we live a little differently. I suppose to most people like we lived on a boat for a while, and we'll probably go and live on the boat again. And um, but just because I like life to be really simple, um, it's the simple things that you know, experiencing things, seeing things, just doing what you enjoy, and don't not wasting our time just trying to make money so we can have a you know a lot of stuff. We don't have a lot of stuff. We we really yeah. just like to have time, and I think I think time is something I really value, particularly as I get older. I think you know it, it life moves much quicker now, and I don't I don't want to be I don't want to get to sixty five and go. I wish I'd done that when I was forty five. You know, yeah, time. yeah. Regrets um regrets are a horrible thing, and um like you said, it's oh, it's so that's so true what you said. Time goes quickly. Now, I know, I remember just being 18 and I'm nearly double that. And I'm like, geez, where has that time gone? <laughs> old and, yeah. and grey hairs. And <laughs> but, <laughs> Nothing wrong with grey hair. No, but no. Uh, yeah, but you can die. You can't die bald. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. That's great. <laughs> and uh, closing out today, some, some mantras that you live by, like a saying, like, if it is to be it up, it, it is up to me. Do you have anything like that 
that's on your wall. I see a poster in the background, which is really cool of a race you've done. Do you have stuff like that you really look oh, at? Oh, that's... Yeah, look, that's the Blue Mountains. I, I just think, just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> so a good I one. I just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? <laughs> Oh, I'm not off the top of my head. I don't know. Probably. Never give up. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, I've learned from a few DNFs that should never have been DNF. But just don't. Just don't give up. There's no, unless, you, unless you've got a broken leg, there's no reason to stop, you know? Yeah. Right. Just tough it out. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. That's Thanks been great. And all the best in Cradle in about eight weeks, you said? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And uh, eat up and drink up and do all the good things in life. Yeah, yeah, you too. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, or listeners, I've been Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lyons podcast. And thank you, Amy. listeners that was amy and i'd just like to thank amy for her precious time Uh, just amazing i think anyone who can run those crazy distances and do it so well is amazing if you did enjoy this podcast please reach out to amy and i wish her all the best with any future events that she decides to do down the track and also if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for a fun run don't forget the everyday lines and tax center great train race entries are now open we have a two kilometer race for kids and a seven kilometer race for adults if you'd like to find out more information about that you can head over to www.everydaylines.org also if you are enjoying the podcast please leave us a ratings on itunes because we'll go up in our little topic of running and more people will find out about the podcast until next time i've been your host brian lyons this is the everyday lyons podcast and happy running